In our gospel today, the Lord speaks about peace. And you may have heard the, the, the saying before, the definition before, peace isn't just the absence of war. It's not just like there's peace if we're not hitting each other, then there's peace. It's not really that way. Uh, I remember speaking in or talking to teachers uh, from an all-girls school. And when you go into the all-girls school, it's wonderful. It smells like the body shop uh, or a perfume section of not Duns, they're classy. Marks and Spencers, uh, and, uh, and everything seems to be wonderful on the outside, but then you talk to the teachers about what's actually going on behind the scenes, there can very often be rifts between certain groups of girls, but there's no violence. No, 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 they're just sarcastic smiles. No violence, though. I mean, so it's peaceful, isn't it? It's all peaceful? No, because peace is more, peace is more than just not hitting each other. Peace is, is, is internal. Peace is much, much deeper. So the Lord here says, peace I bequeath to you. So peace I give you, my own peace I give you. A peace that the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Now you read those words and you go, this is lovely, this is great, this is divinely inspired. These are the words of Jesus himself. But I am worried and I am afraid and I am troubled and I don't have peace. So we have, like Jesus saying these, these obviously I'm not saying that the Lord is wrong here or anything, but uh, he's saying these nice words, but they just seem so distant from where I am. My goodness. My, I might feel like I'm just in an up, absolute upheaval, and inside everything is just stormy, and there seems to be nothing solid to grab onto. Just the whole world just seems to be spinning. And, and what, what, what can I count on here? What can I, what can I rely on? What can I hold on to? If, if, if I just feel like I'm in a storm, just getting tossed every direction. And then the Lord says, my peace I give you. You might say, well, Lord, to be honest, not really feeling it. Not really feeling it right now. Not really feeling this peace. And as regards, do, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. <laughs> you ever seen someone who's terrified of something? Someone who's terrified of spiders. And you just tell them, don't be afraid of spiders. Does that help? <laughs> Does that help the person who's terrified of spiders to tell them, don't be afraid of spiders? Uh, or who's terrified of heights. Oh, don't be afraid of heights. I mean, telling someone to not be afraid doesn't really help. Okay, now obviously this will all come to a good end. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the Lord at all. But I'm just saying these words initially when you hear them, they might seem just very detached from, from your reality and from your life. Uh, and when you think of, again, real life problems that people go through, sickness and illness and death and breakup and rejection and hurt and betrayal and all of those kind of things, these words might seem, might seem just very, very distant from our reality. So how do we start to activate those words in our lives? How do, we, how do we accept, how do we find this gift of peace? How do we accept it? How do we apply it? How do we make it bear fruit in our lives? I think so often the reason these words are very detached from our lives isn't the Lord's fault. It's never, it's never God's fault. He tends to get things right. Uh, it's not his fault. I think so often the reason this peace doesn't find a home in us is because we, we don't let it. I think so very, very often we try to grab hold of things and control them. And then when things are beyond our control, we're still trying to control them and wondering then why things just seem so, so difficult. It's because I'm trying to control something that I can't. So I feel out of control. Now, there is a, a line that you hear sometimes in, in religious circles, which, which is true, 
but we have to be careful that we understand it correctly. As the Americans would say, um, you know, the Lord, the Lord has got this, right? So the Lord has everything under control. And while, okay, we have to understand that one correctly, though. Does the Lord have everything under control? Yes. The Lord can do anything. But that doesn't mean that uh, the sin that has occurred and the consequences of that sin were wanted by God. So it's like having, you know, a really good dad, okay? My dad's great. My dad's wonderful. My dad, you know, he's always stand by me. He'll always back me up. That's fantastic. Uh, he's always supported me. He's always taken care of me. Great. Does that mean I can drive recklessly and if the car gets trashed, everything is okay? No. Does my dad want me to drive like that? No. Would he ever encourage me to drive like that? No. So if I come home with a crashed car, yes, I can say to dad, dad, um, sorry, I crashed the car. And he'll be supportive and loving and understanding and give me a clip around the ear and, and then life will resume. But the car is still crashed. The car is still written off. So it's kind of like that with God. Um, he's always supportive and loving, but it doesn't mean that we can't make an absolute hash of things. <laughs> we can absolutely mess things up, but it's nothing to do with, with God's power or lack of power. That's not the problem. He, we can sin. And if we sin, that's never wanted by God, nor are the consequences of sin. So yes, God has everything under control, but that's not to say that things can't, things can't go wrong by my fault, through my fault. Now, God in his power is able to turn those, those mistakes and those good things, if, if, if we let him, he's able to turn those mistakes back into something good. You know, St. Paul teaches us in the letter to the Romans, God turns all things to the good for those who love him. So even things like that, we can still, we can still benefit from in some way. Like often people who, who've had uh, very difficult experiences in relationships or maybe have had an abortion and have been through the, 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 the trauma of that can become great pro-life advocates afterwards. They've had this experience of what it was like and they never want any other girl to go through that. So then they become pro-life advocates. Now, does that mean that the first abortion was okay? No, but, but now they've learned something from it and are now trying to do something good to save other lives. So God can turn all things to the good for those who love him. He never wants sin, and he never wants the consequences of sin, which are death and pain and rejection, all of that. He never wants any of that. But he can turn these things to the good in his divine plan, in his, in his way. But what does that require? It requires me giving him control. And that's difficult. That's just, that's just difficult. That's not necessarily in our nature. For some people, they like having control. They like knowing what's going to happen. They like knowing what the day it will contain, they like knowing what tomorrow will contain, and two months' time, what two months' time will contain. They like having all these things planned out, they like having lots of lists, and it's great. Uh, and then the Lord throws a curveball, or life throws a curveball, something unexpected happens, and then all of that changes. Or there are those who just want things to stay the same. I'm comfortable the way I am, my situation the way it is, I just want things to stay that way, because that's familiar. Even if that situation is bad, even if that situation is, uh, as long as it can be outright awful, that's still better than trying to change it and failing. So it's better I stay in this really bad situation because at least that's familiar and maybe things could get worse if I try. So I won't try and we'll just stay here. So I control everything that I actually, I control everything that I actually stay in this bad situation. And if good things are offered to me, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay, I'll just, I'll just stay here. 
you're offered a way out of that bad situation. No, no, it's okay, it's okay, it'll be fine, be fine, sure, I'm used to it, it's okay. And we choose to stay there. That, it's, it's, it's shocking how often that happens. But that's, it's, essentially it's the same thing. It's still, I want to control things. So the, the, the remedy for that, the remedy for that is, is trust. We, we've come back to that so often this year, but there's just no other way around it. Like, I mean, if I don't trust the Lord, if I don't trust the Lord, what it does any of this mean? If I don't trust what he says, then what is this? Like, it's just a collection of nice words from a long time ago. If I don't trust him, it doesn't mean anything, because it, it, I listen to it and go, yeah, it's fine, it's nice. I won't, I won't obey, because why would I obey someone I don't trust? Why, how could I love someone I don't trust? If you're kind of constantly kind of cagey with someone, how, how can you love them? Trust. It's just, it's just this, this key to what the Lord is offering us here. So imagine, reimagine your own life briefly. If you can just think of maybe two or three difficult situations in your life, difficult relationships, uh, difficult family members, difficult financial problems, difficult job questions or, or worries, right? And then, just, I'm not sure even how to, how to phrase this, but if you can imagine those three problems in front of you, and then if we can just like, cover them in, in a blanket of trust, and say, Lord, I trust you. I know I have to do the work. I know I still, I'm still the one who has to make the phone calls, send the emails, uh, make the meetings happen. I'm still the one who has to, on the ground, get the stuff done. But I'm, I'm trusting you to coordinate this bigger picture. I'm trusting you to give me the words. I'm trusting you with, with, these, with these painful or difficult or complicated situations or people. I'm trusting you. Now, I think if we have all these situations covered in trust, then we can hear these words very differently. Peace I bequeath to you. My own peace I give you. A peace the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen.